You're listening to the Scale to Grow podcast, where we help service-based business owners to take the guesswork out of scaling and growing their business so they can pursue their passions. My name is Shauna, and I'm a business mentor to coaches and creatives, and I help them to get out of the day-to-day and focus on scaling and growing their business to the next level. I sit down with business owners to talk about their experiences, the lessons they've learned, and share tips and strategies on how you can build your business without the overwhelm. Today, I wanted to talk about your ideal client avatar and why it's important for you to really nail down who they are. So initially I thought, why the hell would I create a random person and name them like an imaginary friend from childhood and reference them in my business, right? Who does that? And it got even worse when they started asking me to name out what my avatar likes to eat. And I went, I'm like, this has gone these zones. But seriously, as I reflect back on some of the things I did back then, It really is about what do you want to do in your business and who do you want to do it for, right? So the truth to all this madness, and honestly, I thought it was madness at first, is you need to have an ideal client avatar and really nail down who they are. An ideal client avatar is really someone who is going to be that person who will find the solution in the services or products that you provide to their problems. If you really think about it, essentially, it is really someone who is going to be your perfect customer, right? So most of the time, people think it's this fictional person that they give a name and they have a few notes about what they do, their age, how many kids they have, or if they've been married, or if they're single, how much they make. And while all of this is a part of it, it's not a full picture of what an ideal client avatar is. When you create your client avatar, your main focus is on trying to find out what problem you are solving for them. Okay, and once you identify that, then you dig deeper into what drives this person, who they are, what do they like, what are their goals, their dreams, and the things that really keep them up at night. So with that being said, why do you even need to know this information about your ideal client avatar? And I remember when I started out in my business, the first thing I thought was that I didn't need to narrow down my focus because I could pretty much help everyone. But let me tell you that, my friend, is a recipe for burnout. Been there, done that. It is an absolute recipe for burnout. So when you are constantly stretching yourself too thin, you're always going to go through the motions of reinventing the wheel with each and every single customer that comes through your door. That is if they do, because a lot of times what happens is when you are out there just being very generic and vanilla about everything, you really aren't getting a lot of people looking at what you're doing because they don't know what you're doing and you're not really talking to them. If you're speaking to everyone, you end up speaking to no one, okay? And this is where we start thinking about how does this affect your business? If you think of yourself as a consumer, 
you ideally want someone who asks the right questions, who provides a solution that solves your problem, who has the expertise that gives you the reassurance that yes, they know what they're saying. This is exactly what your client wants to. So as much as we think being generalist is going to solve everything because we're going to be the jack or jill of all trades, it's really not what your client's looking for. Your client's actually looking for someone who gets them and who gets their issues. And this is where your ideal client avatar comes into place. And I know that for many people, it seems as if you're choosing one group and leaving money on the table. And let me tell you, that is not the case. And a lot of times is that you are thinking along the lines of some of the myths that's out there about your client avatar. And the most common three that I've seen or heard is that you're gonna lose money when you target your avatar, okay? Because you're obviously eliminating a group of people. The second one that I've heard is that you can only have one. The third one is that you'll need to only do it one time. So it's like a one and done. So let me start with number one. No, you will not lose money when you target or niche down into your client avatar. In fact, you're actually going to be a lot more clearer and you're more likely going to be able to win them over and convert them because you will truly understand what they need and who they are as a person and what they're looking for. So in that sales conversation, you are going to hit all the right notes because you are going to understand and relate and empathize with their problem or the solution that they're looking to have because you would understand the impact. Okay, so number two, going back to you, you can only have one. You can absolutely have more than one ideal avatars. Here's the thing. If you have multiple offers in your business, each client is going to have a variation. So they're going to be in a different space. They're going to have a different journey and they're going to have different needs. So all of this is going to be different. So number three is about you will need to only do this work once. Okay. The first thing is you'll definitely not do this once. You will end up creating multiple versions of your ICA as you grow, as you learn more about them, and as you start applying more techniques or more tactics, you're going to change and this will all evolve as you go forward. So if you think of this as more of a scientific method to your ICA in your business, this is what that's gonna look like, right? So you would create that profile based on what you know at that point in time. And as you grow, you adjust it and tweak it to make it a true reflection of what your client needs. And this is what evolves over time. So there's no one and done when it comes to your avatar, right? What are some of the common mistakes when it comes to your ideal client avatar? So uh, there are really two biggies that I've always seen, and it always goes on different spectrums. So it's either it's too vague. So there's just like lots of airy, lots of stuff that is lots of wish list unicorn views of what you think or what they think the the ideal person's going to be or do and the other spectrum is that it's just way too detailed there's just too much information and the intent of the ideal client avatar process just goes 
lost. It just gets lost. Okay. It just completely gets lost. So when you start thinking of the ways that you can maximize your client avatar or create one that makes more sense for your business, you really have to think about two main things. And the first one is the demographic. The second one is the psychographics. Okay. So what do I mean by all of that? So when I talk about the demographics versus psychographic, I always say the demographic is always going to be more for you. And you think of doing an ad, right? It will help you with narrowing down the location, their age group, the types of platforms you probably will choose based on the age, the race, the gender, all that stuff. It's almost like identifiers, right? But then when you think about the person's psychographics, it's all the things that interest that person. It's going a bit deeper into their goals, the dreams, the things that they want. So these are the things that people buy, right? When you think of your psychographics, it's always going to be the area that you will spend a lot of time because this is the area that will create that emotional connection that will cause people or your client to buy. And this is where a lot of people lean on when they're doing their marketing. So why do you need this? When I told you about being asked to create my quote unquote imaginary friend, when I first I thought it wasn't effective, when I really got deeper into my business, I really had to rethink that because the first thing I thought was, why the hell would I need to know if this person eats Alfredo pasta, right? Or they like to go hiking in a specific part of the country or the state. Who cares, right? But it does matter because, for instance, if you're a health coach and you are looking for someone who currently enjoys Alfredo pasta like I do, you will be able to target that person by creating images, by speaking to different things that relates back to the things that they enjoy. And that's what creates that emotional connection. And I'm just throwing out that example. It's not really perfect, but it's just one of those things that if you think of it from those angles, those are some of the things that will come up. And that's why here I am today where I think of my avatar every single time I create a new offer, I write a blog, I onboard a new team member, I write an ad, I'm compl- I'm doing a sales conversation, I'm creating a funnel, I've used the details from every single aspect of my avatar or just the document that I created about these individuals And that's what I use as part of my core pieces of my business, core pieces of my offer, core pieces of my marketing, my sales, every aspect of my business. And I really look into that because when you think about that, this is where you start targeting and being more specific and strategic in your approach, in your business to get the best results. So we talked about the ideal avatar all the way through this conversation. But what is really in that document, right? Really, it is, it's not just about their demographic and whether or not they're married, single, you know, in a situationship, I don't know, but it includes their goals, their values, their biggest fears, what success looks like, their dream, 
the words they use, the things that are really important to them. And I really do this exercise every single time I create a new offer or I speak with someone that fits the criteria. And it helps me to really define and redefine what my avatar needs and how I'm going to create a solution to continuously provide that transformation that they're looking for. So how do you create one, right? We've gotten to this point. When you are looking to create one, take the time to talk to your prospects. I think a lot of us miss the opportunity to talk to our prospects. So don't just sell to them, ask questions, look at their interests. If they have LinkedIn, a professional profile, go on it, check out the people they follow, go on their socials, send out surveys, go into the groups, create polls, find out what their dream vacation looks like, write down the words they use and ask them about the books they've read and why, like the why is super important. It's like, finding out that someone likes to visit a specific part of the state because that was a place that, you know, as a child, they grew up with their grandparents and it was like a really sacred spot for them. And they always connect back to it. So sometimes when you get on a call with someone, it's less about trying to sell them and more about understanding them as a person and figuring out who they are first before you start really creating an offer or a solution that doesn't quite connect with them. So I hope after hearing this, you can start building out your ideal client avatar. And if you would like a copy of our ideal client avatar worksheet, I want you to check out the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Scale to Grow podcast. If you would like to know more about how we can help you to take the guesswork out of your business, visit us at www.concaveservices.com.